this is the part of the service we're going to open up the Bible and uh, I hope you're well I hope you're rested for those who have been on holiday uh, I hope you've had some time off to rest whether you've managed to get away or you've got holidays coming up as well uh, I hope you've had a chance to rest we have been looking at prayer we've been uh, doing a little series on prayer and uh, we are continuing this morning looking at the Lord's Prayer so uh, Jesus's instruction to his disciples and a model for prayer that he shared with them that he said this is how you should pray and it's a, a really important couple of verses and uh, last time we looked at how many weeks three weeks ago we looked at our father and feel free to catch up on that if you missed uh, that talk but uh, this morning for uh, the next two hours we're going to uh, nearly had you there we're, for a short time we're going to be looking at the next line of the Lord's Prayer hallowed be your name uh, so we are going to read we're going to read from Matthew the book of Matthew and Cherry is going to be reading out uh, the passage in Matthew 6 for us this morning so over to you Cherry and uh, I'll pick up with you in a second hi everybody um, our reading today is from Matthew 6 and it's verse 9 to 13 um, and that's what we're going to be exploring today the Lord's Prayer um, so I will read that from the NIV version here it is this then is how you should pray our Father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And that's it. Um, amen to that. And Lord, I just pray that you will um, give us ears to hear what you have to say through these verses. Um, give us open hearts and um, minds that can understand what you're saying and doing in this season. Uh, with us in Jesus name Amen bless you guys we'll see you soon bye brilliant thank you Cherry for sharing that I really believe as I've uh, chewed over this line this morning that God wants to do something uh, not that I've chewed over it this morning this week that would be a bit last minute wouldn't it uh, this week as I've looked over this line that, that God really wants to speak to us as a church and if you are, are watching and listening in this morning so a couple of weeks back you might remember on our rise online which was great wasn't it it was such a good morning and we've got our next one coming up next week but we looked at a uh, lockdown learnings didn't we We're, we got a couple of people from the church family to share about uh, some learnings through this season of lockdown and for for me as we step back into things that we've missed i'm just going to share a little lockdown learning for me the awe is back the awe is back I think uh, pre-lockdown, in a whole heap of different ways, all was lost on me. And I had small moments uh, that took me by surprise pre-lockdown. But I was filled and consumed and distracted by the stuff that uh, robbed me of awe and of wonder. I, I want you to take a wee moment this morning. And whether you have some people in your house that you can turn to, or an opportunity just to be, uh, if you're by yourself, perhaps to write in the message, a uh, chat on the online platform, or just to write down, when was the last time you were in awe? 
when's the last time you were in awe? Like had a proper moment, like a wow moment. I'll give you a wee second to, to think about that. Perhaps you're chatting about that just now uh, in the house. Perhaps you're writing something down. And my example uh, isn't actually my example, but it's uh, my boys. It's my boys during lockdown. When we were allowed to venture out, remember way back when uh, the government said you can head out, but only within five miles. Uh, we went a wee road trip. We were like, right, jump in the car, let's get out. And let's adventure. And it felt like an adventure. But you know, getting the boys back in the car was like we were in a NASA spaceship. The boys were just open-mouthed, eyes big, taking this all in as they sat down, as we put them into the... It's like we never had travelled by a car before. They were just awestruck by this journey. And uh, it was fascinating. Me and Mary had a wee moment where we were just, wow. You know, we haven't been in the car for maybe 10, 11 weeks at that point and they'd ventured out. And as we drove, as we started the engine and we drove, we have to start the engine before we drive, We've seen their faces literally glued to the window the whole journey. Strew and our youngest shouted, Daddy, we're going fast. I wasn't really going fast, but uh, he was just sharing as he'd taken all this in, into his wee brain, his precious brain. It was tangible. You could feel it ooze from them. And it was so precious to see. Capture that picture if you, if you can those faces or perhaps capture your example as you were thinking of the last time that you were in awe what you felt the wonder you know we went out in the car yesterday and there was none of that there was none of that it was our standard journey it was our boys winding up each other shouting singing songs playing i spy losing shoes the awe had disappeared it was standard you see, as I looked at this line, hallowed be your name, as I chewed it over, I began to see the overfamiliarity creep in, in our walks with God, the standard journey. And then I had a moment where I got roused, where I was like rallying. And I, I paced around the house when that happens, when God's speaking to me, when he's stirring stuff. And I speak to Mary, I run downstairs. And I don't quite know what to do with it sometimes. Because church, we are never, ever, to allow ourselves to lose the awe and the wonder and the hallowedness of God. We sung, I think it was last week, He is jealous for us. We sang it, uh, Beck and Sean led us in that song. And whatever has got in the way, we must throw it away. We must throw it away. Maybe some of us need to do that this morning. Stuff has just got in the way. Life has just got in the way. Our worries have got in the way. Our questions have got in the way. Our, uh, our doubts, our stresses. Maybe it's our circumstances, how we feel right now, this morning. You know, feelings are God-given. They're a gift. But also, they can be used to create gaps between us and God. And a few of us perhaps have been ruled and rooted by feelings this last few months. And I, I want to pray faith. I want to pray a fresh stirring of faith for you to rise up in your belly this morning. I want to pray over you, come Holy Spirit, fill you up. Will you fill them up, Lord? William Barclay 
in the book, The Lord's Prayer. He deconstructs the word hallowed. And it's part of the Greek verb. Now, excuse my pronunciation. Put on, uh, yeah, just try and speak my best Greek. Hagiastai. Hagiastai. I practiced this. It went terribly wrong. Hagiastai. I'm going to stop now. The Greek verb, that verb I mentioned, is connected with the adjective hagios. That's a lot easier. Hagios. And it means to treat a person or a thing as hagios. Sounds a bit like haggis. Hagios is the word which is usually translated as holy. But the basic meaning of hagios is different or separate. Different or separate. A thing which is hagios is different from other things. So a person who is hagios is separate from other people. So a temple is hagios because it is different from other buildings. An altar is hagios because it exists for a purpose different from the purpose of ordinary things. God's day is hagios, Sabbath, because it is different from any other day. Priests are hagios because they're separate from other people. McDonald's is hagios because it's separate from any other fast food establishment. <laughs> Mary always says to me, why did you mention McDonald's again? Why have you mentioned Nickelback? And, uh, and now, now I just want to sneak it in. Uh, it'd be rude not to. So this petition, hallowed be your name, means let God's name be treated differently from all other names. Let's go, let God's name be given a position which is absolutely unique in our lives. But it's not just his name. The Hebrew uh, translation helps us better understand it as his nature. God's nature, God's character, God's personality. You know, as, as my boys, 11 weeks after or during lockdown, treated that car journey as unique, the awestruckness, the face to the windows, taking everything in, the wonder, the awe, they ended up losing it. Just yesterday, seeing them in the car, it was pretty normal, as I explained. I wonder if any of us can resonate with that picture, that experience, or the moment that we captured awe. Do we see God with the same holy reverence? Are we challenged by the unhallowedness we view God? Have some of us lost the wonder? Is it pretty standard now when it comes to God? The fear. Have some of us lost the fear of coming into God's presence, his holy presence? Have we lost the hagios, the set-apartedness? Is God another part of our life or is he the person from whom life flows? Maybe we're all good this morning. I don't know where each of us are at. And uh, as, I, as I look at my digital camera, as I record this morning, I miss seeing your faces. And I just want to share my heart. That's what I, I'm doing here. And I believe what uh, God has given us as a church this morning. I feel he, wa he wants to whisper to a number of us this morning, you haven't been taking me seriously. And all we are to do is to get on our knees. To remember Hagios. Uh, I've been trying to read as much as I can around prayer and in the brilliant book How to Pray by Pete Gregg, 
he mentions an author called Annie Dillard, who describes the lunacy of such over-familiarity of God. And uh, as I read this, this shook me. I had to read it a few times. I had a bit of a moment. She says this, Does anybody, anyone, have the foggiest idea what sort of power we so blithely invoke? Or, as I suspect, does no one believe a word of it? It is madness to wear ladies' straw hats and velvet hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should issue life preservers and signal flares. They should lash us to our pews. I feel often, I feel often in my own life, we have no idea. It's a bit like the movie The Matrix, a few years old now, showing my age, when uh, Neo, who is the one, the chosen one to save and uh, has, yeah, chosen chosen one to defeat all, all these enemies in the movie, uh, he doesn't know the power he possesses. Even when he has the moment where he has the shades on and he's dressed uh, with all the, the gear on and he has this moment, he looks around and he's beginning to see everything differently. There's so much more for him. There is so much more to God. If you think this morning that you have him sussed, we're wrong. You see, I believe the hallowing of his name unlocks something. The hallowing of his name brings us into a place, a fresh place of surrender and a reminder of his holiness that we can forget and even neglect in our days and in our weeks. What would it look like if we lived from a, a place of hallowed be your name this week? A constant awareness of God. Because that's what reverence is. A constant awareness. That's what this line, in essence, is declaring. Help me live with a constant, constant awareness of you, God, in everything. And that changes things when we do that. That provokes a change of heart. There are encounter moments in the mix of that. It's almost like we have that neo moment where we put on the shades and we begin to see things differently. We begin to see people differently. We begin to see circumstances differently. We begin to look at how we feel differently. We begin to look at our city differently. We begin to look at brokenness differently. We begin to grasp grace differently. We forgive differently. We come to the altar of God differently. We interact with these online services differently. Martin Luther King asked, how is God's name hallowed among us? And his answer is, when both our life and doctrine are truly Christian. When we live it out. We don't just saunter through. I like that word, saunter. We don't just survive, but we go. We go, we look up, we give out, we speak up. We step up, we step out, we take a risk, we share, we give away, we open up, we let go, we walk together as family, we hold on lightly to whatever we have, we worship, we give it our all, we keep him in full view, we rest well, we love God and we love others fiercely. 
hallowed be your name. You know, the more I've dwelt in this scripture of the Lord's Prayer, I believe it's going to be a transformative moment for many in our church, for us as a church. For our journeys, for our hearts, for our walks, for our futures. And I believe through this line, hallowed be your name, the Lord wants to remind us of his holiness. And as A.W. Tozer once spoke of, uh, as the Holy Spirit, as a moral flame. As a moral flame, that when we have these moments, when we invite God's presence to come, he cleans us out, he highlights, he prods, he sets free, he clears the decks, he washes us clean, he declares no more, he whispers, there is more, don't carry that anymore. And through this season, we are seeing it already, freedom come. And I just want to say not to be afraid of that. We often have this view of holiness, of God as holy, of God as this headmaster. God is love. God is love. He loves with an everlasting love. He sent Jesus for us to die for us. And perhaps you have not accepted him into your life. We would love in a, in a moment. Mary will lead us in that prayer. And it can, be, it can appear less appealing to become holy as the Holy Spirit is holy because we become aware of what is ahead, perhaps, what we have to let go of. But it is so worth it. It is so worth it. There's a brilliant book. I might have it behind, actually. We'll have a wee look. It's by a man called Simon Ponsonby. I'm not on commission. It's called Different, Living the Holy Life. Would love you to pick up a copy. I'm sure you can get a second-hand copy on Amazon uh, for quite reasonable price. He says this in the book. A return to holiness is a return to the Holy One. I want that more and more right now, more than ever. And I just know that the Lord wants that for his bride right now, for his church right now. We can have all the plans and all the strategies and all the, the great songs and all the people and all the great quotes and anecdotes. But I just want more of the Lord. I want to return to holiness. I want to return to the Holy One. I don't want anything to get in the way of that. For a few of us, it might that might be serve as a reminder. And we'd love to, to pray with you. For some of us, it might be a complete reboot. I often have to do that with my computer. And my phone, when it's playing up. Get rid of all the stuff that's crept in. That's put uh, our lives wrong. A complete reboot to press reset. And perhaps some of us, it's stirring a response. To go. To take a risk, to be bold, to love fiercely, to go, to do, to be carriers of his great love. Our Father, hallowed be your name.